Hey everybody, this is the Independent Corner with your host Jonathan Moody and tonight with me I've got some special guests right now, uh, Scott Phillips, the uh, writer and director of Gimme Skelter. Is this where I say hi? Yeah, this is where you say hi. Okay, hi. And Ashley Bryce, who is one of the main actors in the movie. Yes, hello. <laughs> so um, I think we've got another caller calling in right now, so hold on, let me get them right now. It's another 505 number, so hold on one second. Uh, hello? Hi. Hey. This is this is Robert Medrano. Hey, what's going on, Robert? Not a whole lot. What's going on with you guys? <laughs> we just started, so there you go. The show just Fantastic. started. Fantastic. I'm not late then. <laughs> yeah, actually, you were like maybe five seconds early, so. Okay, yeah, well, go. they said check in about uh, 8.55, so I called in, and I had no idea what the heck I was calling. <laughs> so. Me neither. Figured it earlier is better than later. <laughs> yeah, it was good. So Scott, you wrangled up all these people so far, like like today. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The the stuff that they'll do for you and the uh, well, I'm I'm hoping that they'll carry the weight of the show and do all the talking. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, actually, there, there's there's pretty much no limit to how far we'll go for Scott. He makes us do stuff even when we don't want to. <laughs> oh well, then we'll, we'll just jump jump right into that. What like uh, can you guys say anything that he made well, you? Well, I, I think you should ask Robert if he's wearing pants. Whoa! No, I'm not. <laughs> just got asked you to yeah, yeah. the uh, phone interview, uh, the phone like earlier. Yeah, he he sent me a message earlier today asking me to to help him out on this, and and of course, like my my initial response to everything Scott is is, oh okay. <laughs> Well, uh, so Scott, you, you've been, uh, you know, uh, I haven't been really like the last time that I had you on the show. We didn't really get to talk too much about Skelter, and I guess was it even finished yet, or I don't even remember when was that. Was like we even November. shot it yet? I think November? we had shot it by then. You had it was November? Yeah, yeah. It was November of last year. We had shot it already, but it was still being edited. And now it's uh, it's been premiered and it's playing around the country at film festivals and. Stuff like that. And oh, we got another caller. Huh, another five hundred five. Wow. Um, hello, five hundred five. You're on. Yes. Hi. Uh, I wanted to point out uh, what Scott was saying. Gimme Skelter is winning awards at film festivals. So there's got to be a lot more to it than just a simple indie film. Hey, I recognize your voice, Mister. Yeah. Who is, Who is this? this? Is that this Big Bob? Bob? Uh, yep. This is Bob. Bob Vardaman. Yep. Yeah. I played uh, the doctor, Buck Ormsby, in the film. Cool, and you're also in Stink of Flesh with uh, Scott. That's right. Uh, so uh, that's really cool. We got uh, wow, we've got almost everybody on here. That's great. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Who else is on? Um, Ashley. Hey, on. Bob. <laughs> hey, Ashley. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, doing better. Oh, good. <laughs> and uh, Robert. Hi, Bob. Hey, hope the short story writing's still going for you. Yeah, it's it's taking me a lot longer to, to write a short story than I ever thought possible. <laughs> Did I know you were writing a short story? You know what? I tell you things that I'm doing all the time. You just don't care. That's because one thing about you with no pants on. Yeah, now I'm sitting here no, with no pants and I'm crying. How's the uh, how's the script coming? Uh, the script's coming fine. I didn't get a chance to write today because I was home with uh with the kids and with the, my lady fair, but. Uh, I'll be working on it tomorrow instead of doing my actual job. Cool. 
Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right, wow. So we're almost full. Our uh, line's almost full. That's awesome. Um, well, I if you need to leave, just let me know. No. You can't leave, Scott. Oh, I don't think on. you can leave. No. I mean, yeah, dude, you, you are the glue that is holding this all together, so don't leave yet. Yes, oh, you're okay. stuck, in other words. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I'm like moist Elmer's glue. <laughs> I was thinking more like library paste that you have to chew off your fingers and never mind. That's it. Uh, so uh, let's let's talk about how did how did this all come about? Like uh, doing give me uh, give me a skelter. Uh, well, after uh, Stink of Flesh, uh, Scott Spiegel and Eli Roth and Boaz Yakin at Raw Nerve uh, had seen the movie and were big fans of it, and they wanted me to pitch a project to Raw Nerve, and I didn't really have anything you know, solid in my head yet. And then I remembered I had, I'd always had this idea for uh, something about like the kids who were born to the Manson family, but I never really knew if it was like an Adam Sandler movie or a horror movie. But as soon as those guys said, pitch a horror movie, I realized it was a horror movie. So I went out to LA and uh, pitched it to Boaz and he liked it, but it never really went beyond that because uh, Ron Irv was, you know, struggling to get uh 2001 maniacs done and out and, uh, and then everybody kind of went off to do their separate projects and stuff after that. So, you know, I wound up doing it myself. Wow. And um, uh, that's really cool that they wanted uh, you to do something. But I guess Raw Nerve kind of went under, didn't it? Yeah, more or less. I think I was like the last guy in their uh, in their offices before they got rid of the office. <laughs> so. And that's thanks that they got rid of the office. I heard that they were going to uh, do a lot of cool stuff with that. So Yeah, Scott, yeah. You killed it. Yep, I know, man. All I had to do was walk through the door, and I destroyed everybody's lives. <laughs> that is well, impressive. Uh, yeah, so uh, anything like, so how did this all, like after that, so you just decided to go out and make your make the movie yourself? Yeah, basically. I mean, we, we had another production company in L.A. that was interested in financing it, but they wanted a bunch of changes to the script that I didn't really like. And uh, instead of going with them, we just went ahead and did it for almost no money. And uh, we shot it in May of, what was last year, 2006? We shot it in May of 2006, and it premiered in August of this year. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it took a while for it to get out, but was that due to editing or? Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, it's me sitting at a computer in the office in my house, you know, doing all the post-production stuff. So it's, it, it takes a long time because, you, you know, you got to do it around other projects that are hopefully paying the bills and and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, Robert always wants me to come over when his pants are off. So. Well, now that, I, well, when now you that do, I've got both of you guys, definitely, and uh, <laughs> a few of the other people, uh, do you want to even talk about Wedding Slashers at all? Uh, well, you know, Wedding Slashers was a, a horrible, horrible debacle and a terrible, terrible movie. And the version that we made was terrible, but it was a much better terrible movie than the version that wound up in stores. But the best thing about Wedding Slashers besides Bob playing the priest and, and Robert writing the original script that really got trashed on its way to the screen, is uh, uh, that's where I met Ashley Bryce. Yeah, but her her scene got cut out. The theme, I know. How dare they? Yeah. Jeez. So the producers had the chance to actually uh, like pretty much take over the whole project? Yeah, they had control over it. They came to us and, and, and sort of had the the... They didn't really have an idea. They had the title, and 
they wanted to make you know a no budget movie and basically kind of use our infrastructure and people and uh, uh, we it was a mistake. I mean, I shouldn't have given up control like I did and. They, they kind of sabotaged it from the start by going to Robert behind my back and telling him to write whatever the hell he wanted to write in the script. So, you know, he turned in a script that had exploding cars and all this kind of stuff in it, like two weeks before we were supposed to start shooting. So we were basically rewriting on the set. And Robert's script was actually really good, but it didn't really get filmed. Well, Robert was, offered to blow up your car. Well, I'm still willing to do that, I think. But what's your take on all that, Robert? Um, you know, it was just a really confusing time because on one hand I was excited because it's like, you know, this is cool. This is an actual Hollywood production, you know, like that we have, you know, a production company in Los Angeles behind us. But then at the same time it was kind of odd because, you know, Dave Payne, the producer, I'm just going to say his name. I don't care if you're listening to this or not. <laughs> um, I really don't care. Um, you know, he's telling me one thing. Scott's telling me something else. And it's like, okay, you know, he comes to me and he's like, you know, just just write the script and we'll worry about budget later. You know, just write it that way. So I'm thinking, wow, we're going to get like, you know, like a million dollars or something like that. We're going to have a lot of money. This is like a big deal. And then he came, he come, he came back with that final number, and I, I think all of us from, from that point on was like, man, we are so far beyond screwed, it's not even funny. You know, we're going to do the best we can, but, you know, he's, they've tied our hands way before we even started. And, that, and more than anything else, it was just kind of depressing because it's like, we had the opportunity to make something really cool. You know, we had the opportunity to do something really, really interesting. And, you know, maybe it wasn't, like, the best movie ever made. You know, it wasn't going to be the Citizen Kane of horror movies, but it was still going to be fun. It was going to be entertaining. And they completely took that away from us. Yeah, I, I kind of noticed that when I watched it. Like, I watched it a while ago with uh, one of my friends, and we were, we were liking it. We had a good time for a while, and then it just it kind of seemed like you guys had a great you know, great ideas, but... It just didn't come across that way, I guess, on the screen. You we know. never have great ideas. What? I said we never have great ideas. Uh, oh, I, uh, I beg to differ. I really, really, really <laughs> enjoyed uh, Stink of Flesh. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. Hey, Ashley, Ashley what? Yes. I want to I hear Ashley's take on uh, on Wedding Flashers. I actually, um, well, that was like the first movie I'd actually had ever been on, um, other than being an extra on, like, The Astronaut Farmer. Um, so I had a kick-ass time. I thought it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, everybody worked well together, um, and I was I was really disappointed to hear that um, things had been changed around as much as they were, and um, the fact that you know I was cut out completely. You know, it, it bothered me, but not so much. I was just really wanting to uh, to see a great production, and the fact that you know you Scott were taken pretty much completely off of it really like really got under my skin. It really ticked me off. So. <laughs> um, and the fact that it actually made it to a, a Walmart shelf I saw it sitting there at Walmart I was just like how the heck did that happen Like, yeah it got, it got wider distribution than anything yeah. I've done since Drive which was kind of depressing and yeah, it has such Angoria a slick and Walmart and I was just like oh yeah, had a really slick uh, website for it and everything else too Jeez. Yeah. they really well, yeah oh. Oh, okay I thought I heard a click or something was that, was that Robert leaving? No, I'm here. Okay. So everybody's here, right, Bob? You're here? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, right, so everybody's here. Okay, I just heard a click, I thought. That was probably Dave Payne trying to have me killed. 
<laughs> That's just all of us trying to think at the same time. <laughs> but uh, Bob. So yeah, you know, it sucks that it didn't come out as well because, considering um, you know, it did so well. Is that you know, it, it got you know wide distribution. But yeah. is that why you took your name off of it, or did they do that? I mean, it was, you know, I, I stand by the version that we made, even though, like I said, it was kind of a turd, but it was kind of an entertaining turd and, and actually made some sort of sense and, uh, you know, had kind of a consistent tone as far as the humor and stuff went. And, you know, the version that got released, they actually managed to create continuity errors and kind of took away the, the little bit of mystery that was there and, and I mean, there are times where if you if you watch that version of it, it's like you change channels and you're watching a different movie because all of a sudden something really funny comes out of left field. But uh, I mean, you know, it was it's amazing that it even got finished because I mean, there were times where I was literally like rewriting scenes on notebook paper by hand and handing that piece of paper to an actor who would then hand it to another actor and you know, and then we'd shoot the scene. So. Yeah, that's was, what happened uh, to me on uh, my scene. I'm standing there all dressed up as a priest, and here, read this instead. What is this? I can't read it. The handwriting is terrible. <laughs> well, that was actually, that was the nice one. I was like hiding in the basement, right? Because yeah, I had like to write the next scene we were going to shoot. Yeah, it was like <laughs> three in the morning. And yeah. I'd been there all day anyway. Well, I don't know. Uh, the thing that uh, impressed me the most about the final product was it looked like an Ed Wood reject. <laughs> there was so incredible. Uh, the day for night stuff would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, they would open the door and it'd be day. They'd close it, open it again, and here's night. That's yeah. again. Oh, it, the continuity was completely screwed. Yeah, and then the fake Jeremy Owen was pretty amazing too. <laughs> Man, I want to go on that diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there was a fake Jeremy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In the. Uh, the scene when the, the 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 Jeremy character is throwing steak knives at, at the girl who runs out of the church, yeah, uh, it's like it's like a guy who weighs like a hundred pounds less than Jeremy and is like a foot shorter, and and the, he's like faking that voice Jeremy did, so he's like going, I, I'm gonna get you with these knives. <laughs> it's awesome. terrible. You know what? Yeah. Like, I, I wrote I wrote that whole debacle, and I'm just kind of glad that I wasn't there on set for a lot of it, because <laughs> I would have been like, oh man, you know what? I have to kill myself now. Yeah, well, you know, welcome to the world of filmmaking. As long as the camera's rolling when you do, wow, what a great scene that'd be. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I would, I would totally do it on camera just so you guys could use it over and over again. That's there you go. Play. That's fine by me, yeah. <laughs> huh. Man. Yeah, so it seems like you guys at least had a little bit of fun on the set. I mean, at least try to make, you know, try, try to have fun, right? Yeah, we tried to. I think I, I was just hoping for a swift death most of the time, but uh, you know, there was. I think stuff. I think a lot of the production was was hampered by the reality of like us realizing what exactly was going on and how bad it was going to get. Yeah. But when a lot of people realized how how screwed we truly were, a lot of people were just flat out depressed and like, well, then what's the point, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really cool getting to work with Richard Lynch, though. That was that was one of my favorite things about doing the movie. Who is so. terrifying in appearance alone. He doesn't even need, doesn't even need to speak. Yeah, yeah. A scary, scary man. And I thought he was going to beat me up and try to take my girlfriend. <laughs> I thought he was too. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, the thing about that uh, the movies doesn't it kind of remind you like 
I remember listening to your commentary uh, for Stink of Flesh and all the Hollywood experiences you had and how you wanted to do like independent movies now because of the bad experiences. Does that? Yeah. Did you feel like that might have like been a retread of? Yeah, it was a perfect example of of that kind of thing, and and that's why you know I turned down this this offer from this production company. I mean, they they wanted to give us a hundred thousand dollar budget on on Gimme Skelter, and we made it for. Significantly less than that, I can assure you. But you know, we made the movie that we wanted to make, and I think I don't know. I hope that everybody involved is is proud of it. So. Oh, I sport it everywhere. Everywhere I go, I'm like, oh, have you guys seen Gimme Skelter? Well, it's going to be showing over here. It's showing over there. Oh, it's going to this film festival. Like I talk about it all the time. I I think it was an awesome movie, and I think uh, the finishing the finished product uh, product was uh, absolutely awesome. Cool. The new trailer that you have, like trailer part two. Uh-huh. Whatever that you have out there, it looks really, really good. Cool. You know, cool. I, can't, I can't wait to actually be able to see it because you know, it just it looks like a fun, fun cult movie. Well, yeah. you should uh, shoot me an email with your address in it, and I'll send you a screener. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I'd love to check it out. I know Chris Siever got a chance to see it, so if yeah. when he does come on, he can, uh, you know, he'd be able to ask you questions about that. You know. Uh, right. He told me that's one of the things he'll do is uh, if he comes on, he'll be able to ask you some questions. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think he'll ask you anything. I told him to not ask anything non, you know, or ask stuff non-spoilers. So. Oh, okay. Or about like nakedness. Um. We'll <laughs> that see. doesn't spoil it. That makes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of nakedness. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a hell of a lot of nudity in this movie. So. Yeah. Th- thanks, Scott. Yeah, I, I, I love you, Ashley. Ashley said thanks, Scott, but she's the one that said yes. True, <laughs> uh, true. So yeah, uh, that's why I kind of noticed, like in the uh, the preview, it looked like uh, most of it. Did most of it take place at like a strip club, or just some of it? No, that's just the uh, that's just the very opening. Oh, the very the one that Ken Hall was in, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, he was in the preview too, right? Yeah pretty sure yeah yeah and you know what's funny is uh actually scott spiegel was going to play that part but uh he couldn't do it and had to back out at the last minute and and ken was cool enough to uh just drop everything and hop on a plane and fly out and shoot that scene oh yeah i remember reading that in a uh blog from ken that he mentioned that somebody had to bail out i don't think he wanted to mention who but oh well i just did so no, oh, that's okay it's out there <laughs> one of my friends is actually uh going to be working with him on his new with, movie, Scott Spiegel. With Ken Hall? No, Sp- Scott Spiegel's. Oh, on the, uh, on the, the spring, spring break, break thing? 83, so. Right, right. Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that because it's good to see him do comedy again. Yeah, he's a nut. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, so anyway, let's go back to, uh, do you want do you want to talk a little bit about how you got started doing uh, movies and whatnot? Who, me? Yes. <laughs> and then we can go around and kind of talk to everybody about how they got involved with. Okay, well, I'll keep it short then, because I basically I just like you know, grew up going to drive-in theaters and and going to the movies all the time. I used to skip school and go to the movies and stuff, and uh, just started making short films on Super 8 when I was a kid, and uh, you know, that kind of thing. So that's how I got started. Okay. That's the short version. The short version. Oh. Yeah. 
So, um, Ashley, how about you? Go next. Um, well, I took a drama in high school for a couple of years, and um, then, you know, I mean, I'm a huge horror buff, and I watch movies all the time, but I never really saw myself actually making movies or, or being in movies. And um, a friend of mine said there was a casting call coming up and that they needed extras. And uh, through a friend of a friend, ended up working on Wedding Slashers and met Scott and Billy and a bunch of the other uh, cast and crew. And um, through that, I've, it's just now been uh, a continual progress, and it's been going great, having a great time at it. And uh, I'm actually writing some um, some uh, screenplays myself, and I'm hoping that they're going to go uh, pretty well once I figure out how to do my dialogue, because I'm having a hard time with that. <laughs> Well, dialogue is, like, the hardest part of doing a movie. Oh, God, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, especially, like, like you, have to, you have to learn how to uh, how to kind of uh, listen to other people, like, how they talk. Exactly. Like, I have this, this vision in my head, you know, and then, like, I try putting it out on paper, and it's, like, I go through, like, 20 pieces of paper just to get out, like, five lines, and it's just, like, uh, it's crazy, but it's, it's a lot of fun, and... Uh, you know, it's all an experiment, so you just have to enjoy yourself doing it. Because if you don't enjoy doing it, you shouldn't be doing it at all. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Robert, how about you go next? Um, I've always wanted to be a writer since I was a little kid. I actually just wanted to be a storyteller when I was younger. And uh, I knew that I wanted to do that, but I didn't know how until I was about 12. And uh, I kind of figured out that I wanted to make movies for the rest of my life. And after that, I really didn't do much about it, I, you know, Partied a lot and did a truckload of drugs, and then um, about what? Uh, what? <laughs> um, about four or five years ago, I, I started hanging out with a with a couple of filmmakers here in Albuquerque, and we did a short film together called Cross. And uh, what was really interesting about that movie was a grand total of six people saw it, so that was kind of nice. Hey, there were more people than that at hey, Trauma I bought a copy. Come on, too. I'll, I'll send you a check. And it won um, it won best feature at Trauma Dance too. Yeah, but look what it was up against. But anyway. Um, it was up against the stink of flesh, you bastard. <laughs> that's kind of my point. Um, but, oh, uh, oh yeah. ooh, ouch. No, through, through those other filmmakers, I was able to meet Scott and, uh, um, you know, kind of ingratiated myself into him. And, uh, into thought him. I was an asshole at first, though, tell the truth. Yeah, that's true. I, I thought Scott was a complete, complete douchebag when I first met him. Still do, actually, but, you know. His personality yeah, stuff for it. Um, Ashley and Bob, so. <laughs> yeah. But um, just from there, I, I started hanging out with Scott a lot and uh, kind of got back into screenwriting and got uh, more involved with production and, you know, uh, making in- independent films. And then Scott offered me, you know, the part in uh, Gimme Skelter, which he regrets to this day. And uh, that's about it for now. All right, hold on. We, uh, we have another caller. Wait, hold on a second. Uh, 585, you should be on. Hello? Yes, I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, five eight five. You should be on. Hello. Yeah, it's Chris. Chris. Chris Siever, right? Yes. Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. I'm calling. How you doing, Chris Siever? Ah, uh, Mr. Scott Phillips. <laughs> hey, I want to hear how Bob got started in movies. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, right. It's all your fault. <laughs> For whatever reason, I don't even remember the genesis of the thing, but somehow he. Asked me to be the, uh, I'm not giving anything away, uh, in Science Bastard, I'm the kindly old guy who is somewhat lecherous and turns into a monster that spews green goo all over the place. 
And in spite of everything, in spite of the green goo being sticky and horrible and uh, impossible to get off, uh, I actually enjoyed doing that. We stood there out in the meadow, out in the pasture all day long, waiting to deliver the lines because the horse in the pasture next to us kept making noise. And I kept thinking, wow, this is this is real filmmaking, isn't it? And, yeah, it seems to be. But, uh, gosh, all except uh, uh, one of the movies I've been in have uh, been Scott's. Uh, Scream Science Bastard Scream uh, was, uh, let's see, uh, of course, uh, Stink of Flesh and Give Me Skelter, and I've been in one other independent uh, called Black that uh, another local filmmaker named Star Weldy had done. Uh, but uh, I have no pretense to be an actor. I just enjoy uh, standing around watching the process and forgetting my lines and then having to, oh, my God, cover it. <laughs> Other than that, you should, uh, you yeah, should tell them about your day job. <laughs> my day job. My day <laughs> job. <laughs> no, I, I'm a writer. I've been a uh, science fiction uh, Western writer for about 30 years now. Oh, wow. Really cool. Yep. Uh, uh, published? Uh, something like 200 books. Yeah. Wow. And I don't do as many short stories, but this year I've had seven short stories and a short story collection out. So I've uh, uh, been sort of shifting gears and going to the shorter fiction this year. But uh, one of them that might be of interest to folks out there, uh, uh, Games uh, Workshop, uh, Black Library, had uh, anthology out at the end of July called Invasion. And that's a Warhammer tie-in anthology, and I have a short story in that. Oh, really neat. Yeah, um, I guess people can, uh, can people get it like in uh, Amazon or anything like that? You betcha, they sure can. And let me get a plug in here for myself, uh, www.cenotaphroad.com, C-E-N-O-T-A-P-H-R-O-A-D. Go there, you might be able to get a copy of my collection of short stories, uh, and got to put in a plug for Stink of Flesh novelization and also uh, Scott's book, Unsafe on Any Screen. Uh, uh, that's a hilarious collection of his uh, reviews of movies that I've never even heard of for the most part. <laughs> they sound horrible and wonderful at the same time. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, available out there, all sorts of stuff. Go to Amazon, do a search on Robert Vardaman, and stand back and wait. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Chris, um, do you have any uh, questions for uh, Scott and the crew? <laughs> no. Oh, man. Scott. That's this is where it all goes haywire. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't got any questions. I'm just like, you know, I don't know. You just want to call in and talk to Scott? It was great, Scott. I told you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Hey, ask Robert if he's wearing pants. It's very different. <laughs> but but I love your writing, so I'm a fan of your writing. So you're high. No, you shut up. <laughs> and so um, really Chris, uh, you actually uh, helped uh, Robert write uh, part of um, uh, was it a Scream Science Bastard Scream, right? Like yeah, I co like I wrote like. What, 11 pages of it? Yeah, he wrote all the good parts. Because <laughs> I, I watched like 10 minutes of that movie. And so that's all? Because <laughs> that was all that was uh, on, uh, was it on YouTube? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's all right then. Oh, yeah, it wasn't like I just stopped. <laughs> 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 it 
It's, it was like, I, 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 I had to. He was like, I refuse to participate in this nonsense any further. No, because, see, I'm so used to Chris's writing that, you know, I, I noticed a lot of the lines that, you know, kind of Chris was writing, too. So it was, uh, you know, some of the some of the lines were just like, I don't know, there's, there's somebody calling somebody, uh, to, to telling them to shut their gash or something. I was uh, like, that just sounds like Chris. It was crazy. <laughs> Like I said, like it was wild seeing like people that that aren't in the LVP fold or actors or whatever the crap the 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 cast that I have not do the dialogue that I write and it was just wild seeing other people like in Albuquerque like and now and now you've got Mr. Garbarina coming out to Rochester. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. This Thursday. That's crazy. Which is. Uh, I didn't think Billy was allowed to cross state lines. <laughs> I think they made special arrangements. He's oh, being accompanied no. by, by a fellow with some handcuffs. Now, when they let O.J. out, they said Billy could go also. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's great to hear, too, that Billy's going out there and working uh, uh, with you, Chris. I mean, uh, I think uh, Billy's such a great actor, and especially, like, I guess, uh, Scott, were you, I guess, the person who found Billy? Uh, actually... Billy kind of found me when I moved back to Albuquerque from L.A. He was uh, in the process of trying to get his movie Collecting Rooftops made, and he came to me and asked me to look at the script, and I basically kind of insulted it, and then uh, we've been fast friends, you know, ever since. So, um, but uh, Because you insulted it, or? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I never thought about it that way, but maybe that's it. <laughs> Billy responds well to insults. So. Are you saying that he enjoys abuse? Well, yeah, I mean, you should know that. <laughs> but, uh, so and since he's not here, we can talk about him. Yeah, that's true. He's out there shooting a uh, short film or something right now. So. Yeah, with uh, Harry Morris. Did you know about this, Bob? No, I didn't. What's going on? Harry Harry Morris and Steve Island are doing a short, and uh, Billy's helping them shoot it. I guess they're working on it tonight. But uh, Harry Morris is uh, a really uh, amazingly talented and pretty well-known artist, I guess. Is that an accurate description? (laughs) Yes, very accurate, yes. He's been nominated for, I think, seven of the World Fantasy Awards for Best Artist. And uh, he he lies on a dog bed in Gimme Skelter. I'm like, wow, Scott, you have a world-renowned artist in your movie and you have him with a severe head trauma and lying on a dog bed? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Man, didn't he do? Uh, didn't he? Didn't he illustrate the books of blood or something? Uh, that I don't know. I don't okay. think so. But he's done an awful lot of stuff for Richard Matheson and uh, Richard Christian Matheson also. Man, hmm. that's really so cool. Yeah, that's what Billy's working on tonight. And we all get quiet in awe. His accomplishments were like, man. <laughs> <laughs> <I haven't done laughs> anything. And and Billy gets to go there and work with him. Actually, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Just okay. listening. I I really don't know um, half the names you guys have mentioned, so I'm just kind of kicking back. <laughs> well, Harry was better. Harry was actually in the scene in Wedding Slashers with you that got cut. Oh, that's so, right. He was yeah. he was one of the one of the wedding guests. One of the wedding guests. Huh? Yeah, there was there was so much great dialogue in that scene, and it just got cut completely. But yeah, I've, I've kind of tried forgetting about the movie, but. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that I actually watched it for the first time like three or four nights ago? 
Really? Oh my gosh. I had I couldn't even bring myself to watch it. Then I, we finally put it in, and it's like it's just two completely different movies spliced together. Yeah. It's such a nightmare. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's not even uh, spliced together. It's sort of like a deck of cards that was dropped and shuffled together wrong. <laughs> you know, some are face up, some are face down, some don't belong. Here comes a joker. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a green number nine from Uno in there for some reason. <laughs> uh, that's actually a really good uh, analogy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. So, Chris, ask us about Jimmy Shelter. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, well, uh, I guess let's get yeah, let's get back to. Uh, Stop Gimmy talking about wedding slashers and talk about Gimme Skill. <laughs> the movie that you guys uh, you guys just uh, won an award for it, right? Uh, yeah, I won the award for best soundtrack at the Fright Night Film Fest in Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. So uh, was that? Uh, did you guys get a chance to go down there, or? No. No, we didn't even know it was it was happening. Gunnar Hansen set it up, and it was like the week after the premiere of. Uh, of the movie. <laughs> I almost forgot what I was talking about. But uh, uh, it's going to be playing in Tampa, Florida at the uh, Halloween Horror Picture Show October 19th and 20th, and it's going to have a midnight screen October 20th in Salem, Massachusetts at uh, Cinema Salem, I think it's called. Ooh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So So are you going to any of these, um, you know? Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a broke filmmaker, man. I, I got no money. Yeah, see, airlines have this weird policy. They'll give you a ticket, but they want, like, cash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's but uh, I submitted it to uh, the American Cinematheque in L.A. to see if we can get a screening at, like, the Egyptian or the Arrow in, in Hollywood. And if that happens, well, the Arrow's in Santa Monica. But uh, if that happens, I'll go there because it's not that far a drive. And we also submitted to South by Southwest in Austin. But I guess we won't know for a while if that's going to happen. I'm not really expecting it to happen, but you never know. So you you spoke of uh, Gunnar Hansen and you talked I think earlier about uh, possibly Trent calling in, but um, how was it to get both of those guys in your movie? It was pretty cool actually. Trent was uh, we were talking to him about being in the Sink of Flesh, and at the time we just couldn't work it out, uh, mostly because we had absolutely no money on the Sink of Flesh, but uh, uh, so we couldn't you know even get him a plane ticket, but. Uh, you know, we 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 managed to rope him into uh, Jimmy Skelter, and I think I think he told me it only cost him one hundred and eighty dollars to uh, to be in the movie, so that was cool. And uh, it was pretty amazing, though. I mean, you know, when I was a little kid at the drive-in, I saw the trailer for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it scared the living hell out of me. And I sure never thought that I'd wind up making a movie with that guy one day. And I mean, Gunner is awesome. He's a great guy. He bought cherry limeades for the entire cast and crew one day. And, you know, his, his performance is amazing, I think. And is he, like, a big fan of the movie itself? He seems to be. He's a big fan of The Stink of Flesh, too, which is how we wound up getting him. Getting oh, him. right. I, what am I saying? And didn't you work with his, you worked with his niece? Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and basically, he he really liked the movie, and he said if we, you know, gave him scenes with his niece, he would he would come out and do Gimme Skelter. Oh, that's I'm really sure cool. That. Yeah, because his niece played uh, Mommy in the movie, right? Uh, in uh, yeah, she was yeah, she was the mom in Wedding Slashers, the mom and the sister. But and she was in Sick of Flesh. She was uh, sassy with uh, who had the uh, the parasitic twin. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> may, may I just add that in? Sorry. You certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, like I, I hadn't even met you yet, Scott. Like when I saw that movie, and I was like, 
What is that about? That is so wrong. I'm so well, I'm surprised you, you still wanted to talk to me after that. <laughs> well, I, I, I bet you didn't even I know you were the, uh, the director of that movie. Actually, I did sure right away, no. <laughs> she wanted to make sure the straight jacket was still secure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Ashley, I, I noticed also after uh, after Gimme Skelter, you actually got some, another uh, project. So did you get in, uh, a lot of other projects after? You um, did? I've done two other projects after uh, Gimme Skelter. Um, one was a short film with uh, Craig Butler. It's kind of a, um, a film noir, black and white kind of movie. Um, it's about nine minutes long, and uh, we've been lucky enough to have that showing uh, along with Necroville. Um, and it won an award in the uh, in the film festival here in Elmhurst, yeah. right? Yeah, so it, that was pretty cool. And then um, the other movie that I've done is um, called Clown Camp Massacre, and uh, actually just did reshoots for that this past weekend. And uh, they had hoped for it to come out before Halloween, but it looks like they're uh, they're missing a little bit of footage, so it's going to take a little bit longer to to get the finished product. But um, all's going well, and uh, hopefully. It, get to work on a few more projects soon, but um, we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll get to work with uh, Scott again. That's oh, cool. yeah. He still wants to work with you. <laughs> you'll have me. Awesome. <laughs> Good to know. Um, speaking of that, Scott, are you are you thinking about doing another movie soon, or are you just waiting until this? Pretty much. Uh, I, 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 I wish that I could say I weren't thinking about doing another movie, but yeah, I'm, I'm already thinking about doing another one. But it's it's not going to be a horror movie. It's uh, I don't know what it is. It's I guess sort of a comedy, but it's very oddball. Um, called Plastered, and uh, and uh, it looks like uh, it looks like we got the money in place, and with any luck, Gunnar Hansen will be in that as well. And uh, Obviously, you know Bob Vardaman and Robert Ooh, thank you. and uh, and and Ashley will be involved. So. Oh, uh, thank you. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to actually work with Gunner. That'd be awesome. I just got to well, be on set a couple times. I got. I don't, I don't know if you'll get to work with him the way I've got it sorted out, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll see what I can do. All those big names, right. people, and he's like, "Yeah, Gunner Hanson's going to be in the movie," so I don't know. <laughs> and then we never actually get to meet him. That's right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that, isn't that how a lot of independent films work? <laughs> Probably Much, that yeah. uh, you don't. Uh, you hear like the big stars there, and then they're there for like two days, and they're. Well, just... see, actually, it's it's different on our movies because I make like everybody else be crew when they're not uh, on camera. So, you know, we had we had Ashley out there like putting fake carpet down for you know death scenes and. Yeah, and craft okay. services, and but yeah. I, I just love being on set, so I don't I don't care if I'm part of the crew or the cast. I just want to be on a movie set. I think the whole uh, production itself is just completely awesome. It's a great experience, and I would tell anybody to to try to get involved one way or another, just to say that they've done it. So. Yeah, as as to uh, availability of stars and so forth. Uh, my son was in it also, and while he was filming, uh, I must have spent oh three four hours talking with Gunner, and he's a fabulous guy. I mean, he's really witty, very erudite. He had gone to the University of Texas majoring in physics. He got his master's degree in English. I mean, he 
the depth of this guy is amazing as far as uh, intellect as well as acting ability. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, that seems really cool. Yeah, the ironic part is I didn't get to spend any time with him except when I was actually pointing a camera at him because I was busy setting up shots and stuff. So, you know, I hardly got to talk to him at all. I'm still scared of him. <laughs> no yeah, good. that's he goes like, despite his age, he's humongous. He's still a huge dude. <laughs> yep. I'd be scared of Richard Lynch. What the heck is all that chirping and squealing? I have no idea. I think it's Ashley. Ashley, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Then what's that noise? Bob, what are you doing? Uh, I'll never tell. <laughs> it must be Chris. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> I don't even hear him breathing there. <laughs> Chris, are you still there? Yeah, man. I'm just thinking of Richard Lynch. Oh. <laughs> Richard Lynch is awesome, too, man. And have you're not thinking of Richard Lynch and touching yourself, are you? Maybe. Oh. oh. My left oh. testicle looks like Richard Lynch. <laughs> oh. Here we Ouch. Go. Here we go. <laughs> now, Richard Lynch is very, very pretty. If you like that kind of, I'm going to eat your liver kind of way. <laughs> and he was telling us great stories about all the like hot actresses he's banged. It was pretty cool. Can I say banged on this radio? Yeah, you can. Uh, you can curse all you want. Okay. Well, Chris just said testicle, right? So. Yeah. Well, I've said much worse on this show. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, yeah, I believe uh, Chris has been on the show what about four times now? Yeah. So he's uh, he's been on a good amount of times. So he's uh, he, he knows the rules by now. I'd hope. <laughs> Are there rules? Oh no! I mean, actually, that's that's the thing. There are no rules. Man. So, but uh, um, anyways, so let's talk. Hmm. <laughs> what? So, let's talk. Uh, let's talk some more. Uh, Give me Skelter. Um, when you when like, how long did it take you guys to shoot the movie? Uh, we shot it in 16 days with like one day of pickups because uh, uh, Sarah Turner, who plays pajamas in the movie. Uh, wound up in the hospital with mono or something um, when she was supposed to shoot a pretty important scene involving Bob. And uh, we had to go back and shoot that later. And then we had to go get a couple of just like random shots of... How do you get mono? Uh, you make out with the director. Or You're an awful person. <laughs> maybe, maybe you start with duo and go halfway. I don't know. <laughs> Bob, I'm tired of your nonsense. Give me a legitimate answer. You're a science guy. <laughs> That's as close to science as you're getting. <laughs> so, yeah, 16 days we shot, and then, like, three years of post-production. So. Oh, wow. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. And now it's out to uh, several distributors, uh, at least two of whom are threatening to make offers this week, so we'll see, but uh, uh, you never know. Well, let me ask a question here real quick. How did you get such an awesome soundtrack on the movie? That was all there thanks to a friend of Don mine, Adams. Yeah, a friend of mine actually said, gee, where do I get the CD for it? Yeah, a lot of people have been, been uh, bugging me for one. But, uh, you know, Don Adams, is uh, uh, he's a filmmaker. He made Jigsaw and uh, Sleepwalker, which was released as Vengeance of the Dead, I think. And... Uh, He's also an editor. He's cut a lot of like full moon movies, like Retro Puppet Master, and all this kind of stuff. Is that where you is that where you met him? Pretty much. Yeah, when I worked at Full Moon, and uh, 
he uh, was the music supervisor on uh, Gimme Skelter and also on The Stink of Flesh. And he just has this amazing ear, and he can find all these uh, these great unsigned bands, you know, that really deserve some exposure, and they're all really cool about letting us use stuff. And then, of course, uh, the score for Gimme Skelter was done by uh, Paul Amos, uh, who's also known as Gotis T from Angry Johnny and the Killbillies. And uh, there's a bunch of their songs in the movie, too. But, uh, yeah, it's all Don Adams. Well, that's really cool. Yep. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit, since we we haven't really gone too much into your, uh, you know, too much into your past, but did you want to talk a little bit about your full moon experience? Uh, well, um, I can do that. <laughs> it was uh, it was an experience. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun. I, I wound up working there in the post department because Jared Bookwalter was uh, the, the post-production supervisor at the time. And that's where I met Don Adams and Harry Picardi and all kinds of folks. And uh, I, uh, I wound up writing or rewriting uh, the, the Boy with the X-Ray Eyes. I think it got released as Extreme Teens, but uh, you can get that on DVD for like $2, I think, on Amazon. Um, <laughs> while I was there, and uh, mostly my job though was uh, to—I was a cheeseburger fetcher for Jr. I just went out and you know got his lunch at Wendy's pretty much every day, and, and the rest of the time I would haul film cans to you know wherever they needed to go and and do that kind of junk. Um, my uh, my my favorite story about working at Full Moon though is uh, it's it's a pretty notorious place for uh, paychecks not being what they should be. Um, and uh, whenever, you know, every Friday when, when people got their paychecks, the building would clear out because everybody would run to the bank to try to you know, cash them before the money ran out. And uh, I, uh, my, my check was, was for like $400.22 and, $400 or something. And I, I went to the bank and the teller handed me the 22 cents and then looked at her computer and then grabbed the 22 cents back out of my hand. <laughs> and, uh, and a bunch of phone calls had to be made before I got my paycheck. But... Uh, but I had a lot of fun working there. It was really cool because you know the place was always full of guys like Jeff Burr and you know people like that. And so it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, did you ever see Charles Band fucking puppets? Uh, he talked about it a lot. And the funny thing is, he thought me and Don Adams were the same guy. <laughs> it was really weird. And he would he saw us together one time, and he looked like you know a computer from the old Star Trek that was about to explode. So. <laughs> So what? So he? Do you guys look similar or something? Or did? Uh, I don't know. Do we look similar? Yeah, only by a foot or so difference in height. <laughs> Completely we different hair color, skin tone. They don't. Yeah, they look a little yeah. bit alike. Yeah, we both have skinny heads and wear glasses. <laughs> uh, you know, I was only asking that because wow, why would he? Uh, I, I don't know. Why would he be mad? Uh, why would he think that you guys were the same person? But it was it was funny because you could you could tell he was confused. You know? <laughs> and uh, well, I mean, it must have been kind of fun to work with Charlie Van. So it was pre really uh, pre Evil Bong and <laughs> yeah, well you yeah you know what's funny is uh, me and Trent Hager went up to the Full Moon booth at San Diego Con a couple of years ago, and uh, uh, the guy at the table said, oh, you guys are the old crappy full moon. We're the new quality full moon. We made Ginger Dead Man. It was like, oh, yeah, okay. And, and I he thought said Trent's it was a eyes space, were... didn't he? Yeah, and I thought Trent's eyes were going to come out of his head. He was so mad. It was amazing. Wow. But, 
but it was kind of cool because, you know, I mean, I saw a laser blast in a theater when it originally came out in 1978 or whatever. And, you know, my dad hated it, but I, I used to drag him to all kinds of movies like that. So, you know, it was cool to cool to work for, for Charlie. I also got to work on a Roger Corman movie doing makeup effects, so that was kind of cool. Didn't you also work on Beastmaster 3? Yes, I did. I did makeup effects right. on that. Was Mark Singer. Was it, was it yes. still Mark Singer? Oh, yeah, and there were like two women whose job it was to grease Mark Singer before every take. <laughs> what a horrible, horrible job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you but think that he had cool. that in his contract? I, I well, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would, but I'm just wondering, like, wh- you know, why else would that? Why would they have that job? Ash- Ashley had two guys that greased her on Gimme Skelter. So, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> oh, you're not paying attention, are you? I'm no, you're watching TV. <laughs> and there were six more of us waiting in line, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, her boyfriend will destroy you. Be careful. Oh, I know. You're I, I know. He, he yeah, and he's here, too, too, so careful. Oh, God. Yeah. I love you, Aaron. Work. Here, tell Aaron I said hi. Oh, um, Robert says hi, and Scott says what's up. What's up, guys? <laughs> he says what's up. I can hear that. Yeah. That's, that you know, cool. that's, a, that's can, another I guy who... I can put on speakerphone. You yeah, you should. Aaron, Aaron is also in Gimme Skelter. He plays Deputy Lester. In Gimme and he's Skelter. fantastic in, in Gimme Skelter. Yes. He's always fantastic. I've never seen him. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, not much. Just here. Listen, watching my girlfriend uh, chat it up on the phone. <laughs> we're, we're singing your praises, man. We're saying what? We're singing your praises. We're just talking about how good you are. Oh, are you serious? What happened? What happened? I'm no. a lot of static. Maybe that's the maybe that's the speakerphone thing. Speakerphone thing? Yeah, yeah maybe so. I don't want to try to take it off the speakerphone. I, I am off the speakerphone. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. Must be Chris. Yeah, that Hello? Hello? That's music from Jupiter or something. Yeah. Hey, Bob, are aliens real? Of course they are. Are they coming for us? Only you. God, I hope so. <laughs> are, they, are they affecting the sound? Probably I, so. I think so, dude. I don't know what that is. Is it... What about the uh, our host? Is he still here? Hey, no, John. Hello? Hey. There. Whoops. Hello? Who what got, the hell? Who, okay, who's here? I'm here, uh, Bob. Uh, we're here. <laughs> yeah, we're here. I'm I'm here. Richard Lynch is here. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and he heard where'd, us talking about him. He's on his way to kill all of us. Where'd, where'd Jonathan go? Did we lose the host? You mean, you mean we're left and he's gone? This is wow. the weirdest alien abduction ever. This is, I wonder you know, if it's I, one I, gotta, I waited for alien abduction my whole life and I'm stuck with you people. Oh, you know what? It says it says yeah, waiting for yeah. waiting for host to call in. It says on the. Oh uh, uh, yeah, voice. sorry guys, sorry. Um, okay. Oh, sorry guys. Like my phone completely died, like my landline. So I had oh. to go into my cell phone, and for some reason, it just totally did that. I'm I'm hoping that it didn't uh, like reset or something. You know. <laughs> God, I hate it when I reset. There well, that would that would be that would be bad because that would mean that we missed the whole like first half of the you know the whole thing. 
pretty Ooh, much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm hoping that uh, everything was Real good. good douchebag. Uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing uh, we've been talking on the phone for a while, and it just completely just died. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, that sucks. But we'll we'll find out. We'll find out in a second, I think, because I'm gonna check the archive and see if uh, if it didn't start over or something. So, but uh, you guys keep talking. What are you guys talking about? Like just before you guys start talking about talking about Ooh. aliens and and how much we love air and work. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's and how good. How much we love to do that? things to air and work. Did uh, yeah. Did did it start making a noise or anything like? A yeah, it went all pissy and crazy. Yeah. Hissing, yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah, that was because. And then of they, my phone. they tried blaming it on my speakerphone. I see how it is. <laughs> what was your speakerphone? <laughs> oh yeah, blame us uh, for it. See the minute we, we took a vote, it's guys. It's actually speakerphone. But. Okay, oh. it, says, it says it's still uh, it, it it still had enough people on here and everything, so it's, it's looking like it didn't um, uh, mess up. So. Ah, good. Thanks. Hey, Chris. Chris, are you gonna grease? Are you gonna grease Billy Garbarina for your movie? Um, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if he pretends he's Mark Singer, I probably will. <laughs> he'll, he'll pretend he's Mark Singer. Dude, he won't have to. You've seen Billy. He'll just slide into the into the scene. It'll be fine. <laughs> it should be interesting. I'm pretty excited. I mean, Billy's already pretty greasy. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone is gonna fit in with us, it's, it's that guy. Oh yeah, man. That's a that's a marriage made in heaven. I'm telling you. Well, what's it what? about? What's what about? The part movie he's gonna be in. Uh, it's called Wet Heat, and uh, Billy <laughs> transvestite. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of his character? His name is La Femme La Douche. <laughs> uh, no, he's never going to live that down now, right? Oh, no, no. He's, <laughs> one, he's trying to get one million pesos from the president of show business. <laughs> man, who's, who's the president of show business? Uh, Josh Swire is playing the president of show business. Hey, is the Black Robert going to be in this movie? What? What's his name? Jason? Jason, Jason Nicole? In it. Yeah. He's not in it? No, he is in it. Oh, he is in it. Yeah, man. We always call him the Black Robert because he reminds us of Robert Madrano. Ah, well, he's not. Only of a darker persuasion. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's in it. But, um, man. And Teen Ape is playing like a Snake Plissken character. He's got to save the president within 24 hours. Man. That sounds crazy. Explosive. So uh, yeah, he's uh, he's really. Uh, you start shooting Friday. Thursday. Thursday. Yep. Man. We're picking him up and then. Uh, <laughs> Throwing him into the underpants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so how many days is uh, Billy gonna be there? He'll be there uh, Thursday to Monday. Oh wow. So uh, does he have a big part in it or? He's the lead villain. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> That's really are you gonna cool. are you gonna are you gonna keep him away from the LBP ladies? Uh, well, no, because like he's stuffed in a suite with like the LBP ladies, so he ain't gonna be away from them. Oh I'm my sure God. he'll seat on them many many a time during the week. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, actually, uh, Chris, Chris just told me that uh, the ladies of uh, LBP got uh, uh, got put up in a magazine. Yes, yeah, so uh, what's a cinema? They did a six-page article on the ladies of low-budget pictures. What what magazine is this? 
Sirens of Cinema. Wow. Um, it came, it comes out tomorrow, actually. Oh, cool. Like, so you can go to like a Borders or Barnes and Noble or whatever. It's hey, that's nine. very cool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's great that they finally got a shout out and yeah. a, uh, a published magazine. Well, they deserve it. <laughs> yes, they do. For what you, I, you put you put them through hell. Yes, I do. And now and now they have to live in a room with Billy Garbarina. Yeah, yeah. I think Bob Vardaman can vouch for what it's like to sit next to him at a booth at a diner. I, I was going to say, this is my definition of hell, but that's something else again. <laughs> yeah, Billy has a unique musk that's all his own, so. Yes. That'll be interesting. And the sweatpants. You can't forget the sweatpants, so. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to listen to this later on and be like, I don't really want to come on your show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate all of you. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure I'm sure about, he knows. Let's talk about air at work some more. Yes, let's. <laughs> yes, let's. Do that. Let's considering uh, it wasn't his fault that everything got screwed up. I, I oh, tried calling. It was Ashley's fault, not Aaron's, so that's fine. Yeah. It's my fault. <laughs> yeah, the scene with Aaron in um in a Give Me Skeletor, like he, where he's in the grocery store and he's you know he's he's buying his his, his meager meal for the for the night or however long it's going to last. He actually makes that very, very sad. Yes. So he did. Yeah. He's really, really good in that movie. He's actually he, really good in everything. He was in Duke City Nights with Ashley, and he was in um, Necroville. Necroville, yeah. He's also in Craig Butler's movie um, Land of Entrapment. And just from the the trailers alone, you can just tell he's he's a fantastic actor, and he makes everyone else feel bad. And you know, he's all <laughs> good looking and tall and whatever. And he knows how to fix cars. That's not my intention. <laughs> you just, you just, you make it hard for the rest of us to get by, because you know. <laughs> I'm bouncing off all you guys. We all have good chemistry. That's what it is. Okay, you know, what? don't <laughs> lie. No one's gonna buy. And he, he's also modest and sweet. So. <laughs> oh no way, man! No, 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 no. See, this is like, I can't explain. It's like, um, just working with you guys is, um, you have to bounce off someone who's, uh, you know, we're all equal in the same plane, and it's like. That's why it works when you cast these different uh, personalities and different chemistries on film. And I don't want to say like, "Oh, I'm so good." And no, 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 no. no. That's okay. We'll say it. Yeah, no, I won't. He's <laughs> he knows it. He's just in denial. <laughs> yep. Well. Um, so. Well, uh, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I strive to be even better. <laughs> I thrive, man. I thrive. Well, just keep that right hand in shape because, you know, you'll find out what I'm talking about. Then I don't mean anything dirty. <laughs> I was like, man, you might want to receive that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dexterous, man. I'm, I try to use my left hand as much as I use my right to keep it balanced. Well, Nancy, that's going to be a problem for me now. So. <laughs> no, no, but I'm dominant, dominantly right-handed, dominantly. Okay, good. I try, I try to throw up my left, dude. You have no idea. I look like a girl, man. Good. I'm telling you, this will all make sense one day soon. Hopefully within a couple of months. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious exactly what it could be. <laughs> oh, you'll find out, Mr. Work. <laughs> all right, Mr. Phillips. I like this. I'm trying to think of all different ways I could use my right hand. That's nothing dirty. <laughs> man, have we driven Chris Seaver away yet? 
Yeah, Chris, are you enjoying this? Just hearing everybody talk about everything. Anytime Scott talks, I'm like in heaven. So. <laughs> um, let's let's talk about. Uh, I think the way that you guys. How did you guys meet you and uh, Chris? You and uh, Scott. Um, well, uh, it was. You go first. It was through like. He had sent me. Like in 2002, he had sent me an email saying, "Hey, dude, I, you know, I like Malva and Filthy, and that's cool." And, uh, you know, I did these little movies. You know, Scott's very like, you know, he, it, everything to him is little. Everything he's done is just like, no, I did this stupid little thing. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, whatever. So he talks about these two full moon movies, and then like he said, yeah, I wrote this little movie called Drive. And, like, I fucking came in my pants. I was like, what? You know, I, I, my eyes bugged out. So I immediately wrote him back, and I was like, is this the Mark DeCascos, uh, Kadeem Hardison drive? And he's like, yeah, I wrote that little movie. I was like, oh, my fucking God. So I flipped out, and, you know, and, and, and it excited me even more that, like, this, the guy who fucking wrote Drive thinks my trash is, is amusing and entertaining. So it sort of sprung from that, and, and we've, you know, blossomed ever since. Yeah, and it was actually because of Chris Sievers that I wound up making The Stink of Flesh, because I got all inspired by watching his stuff. I was like, man, I'm just going to make a movie right here in Albuquerque. Yeah, I still don't buy that, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, you also... Uh, did you? How did you guys get hooked up with uh, Jared Bookwalter? Is that how you guys pretty much met, or... Also, uh, like I was like Jr. gave you a couple. Well, of I've, I've known Jr. for a long time because I I used to work at a video store in Albuquerque uh, back in like the early '90s, and I had uh, kind of a psychotronic section there that I was responsible for buying the videos for. So I was getting stuff from him for that back in the early days of Mr. Bookwalter, and then I opened my own video store in '93, and I had a Jr. Bookwalter section in there. And, you know, we used to talk occasionally, stuff like that, and then, you know, he hired me at Full Moon and whatnot, so. Oh, okay, and then you saw uh, Chris's movies through uh, JR, or? Yeah, yeah, they were on, well, like, Hell Asylum and something else. And, uh, Dead and Rotting, yeah. They were the Dead and Rotting, yeah, and JR sent me uh, screeners of those, and I was like, what the, cause these, these, you know, little Chris Seaver movies that were, like, extras were way better than the other movies, <laughs> so... Yeah, that's really cool. That's <laughs> and then uh, yeah, so you guys both got to work for uh, Jr. in a way. Yeah. Yeah, in, in different ways. We did. Yeah. I was more of his I'm, slave. And I'm still working for him. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Are, and so I know Tempe's kind of stopped uh, doing a lot of distribution of like newer movies or whatever. Yeah. Either usually like they look like they're just packaging older movies that they've had. Um, but was that one of the people that you were thinking about doing uh, Give Me Skelter through again? Or? Uh, JR was looking at it. Um, I had to promise the uh, investor that we would try to go for you know the biggest bang for his buck. So uh, we've got it out to some, some bigger companies too. But, uh, you know, I mean, JR did an awesome job with that Stink of Flesh DVD, you know, just putting the whole package together. So any you know, plus he's an incredibly straight up guy to deal with. So through that, yes. Yeah. So I'm ho- yeah I'm hoping that if 
you know that you guys do get a good dist uh, distributor who actually cares enough about the DVD and does more than just put out the movie, you know. Yeah, well, we're gonna try. You know, we're gonna try to make it part of the deal that you know we get some extras and stuff on the DVD. So, uh, so hopefully that'll work out. What yeah. kind of extras? What? What kind of extras are you talking about on it? Uh, like a you know kind of a short making of thing and and uh, you know commentary tracks and whatnot. So. <laughs> kind of what you did for Stink of Flesh. Yeah, basically. God, the commentary track on Stink of Flesh was sort of like a crowd scene at Grand Central Station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. There, uh, there, there was a lot of people, uh, you know, on that, uh, the, on the, the, was the cast and crew commentary track? Yeah, yeah. I think we had like 12 or 14 people on that or something. It's <laughs> always the best, though. It's always the funnest time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you guys are like telling about, uh, like, uh, stories about Stick of Flesh, and it was it was a lot of fun to listen to. Like, but and, but was it kind of weird for you to do your own commentary track too? Like talking. Yeah, I, I hated doing it because I always I always feel like I sound like a retard, you know, which I've <laughs> been doing for the last hour. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do. You know, if if all works out, I'll be doing my own commentary track on Gimme Skelter too, and then uh, then we'll have like a cast and crew as well. So. Because there's always, like, stupid crap you want to talk about, you know, so. And there's always, like, so many different stories, right? I'm sure right now you guys are trying to back your brain on different stories to tell here, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, any other, like, interesting stories that anybody has on this set of Gimme Skelter that, like, any juicy stories? Actually, juicy stories? Juicy stories. Um... Meeting Aaron Work was probably definitely the juiciest. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember your, my car's broken, Aaron. I remember that. <laughs> That's pretty much how it started. Yeah, my stupid Lumina crapped out on me like for the hundredth time, and uh, luckily enough, Aaron was standing there looking all hot as usual, and uh, I just figured I'd ask him, "Hey, what's going on with my car?" and um, from there, I ended up uh, needing a ride to the rap party, and now we've been together about a year and a half, and we're living together. So I, I wonder if that was his plan all along. Like he he sabotaged your car. <laughs> it, it was be. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, I wonder about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, okay, so Robert, any juicy stories? Um, no, not really. Uh, Trent. <laughs> Hega beat the living crap out of me in the scene where he stabs my character to death, but that's about it. Oh, spoiler. Oh, my bad. <laughs> that's okay. My character's not, my character's not important to, anyway. We're going to have to beat you with the stick now. Yep. As long as Aaron does it, that's fine. Bob, you got any juicy stories? Not really. Uh, I wasn't on the set all that long. You know, it was like two days' worth, and that was about it. So, you know, the... Greatest fun I had was talking with Gunner there between shots uh, on that one scene. So, Chris, you got any juicy stories about Gimme Skelter? <laughs> uh, I was pouring juice on myself while watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I just it was good, guys. It was good. <laughs> like I said, I always I love Scott's writing, and uh, uh, the actors were awesome. the The look of it was awesome, which I which I got on the email and was like, Billy, you guys, just 
this movie looks incredible. It looks so good. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I just like it. It was good. Good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how did you um, get, you know, how did you get the, uh, the it to look good? Like, what did, uh, what kind of... Oh, I don't know, man. It, it's all a mystery to me. But, uh, now we shot on uh, Don Adams' uh, Panasonic DVX100. Uh, we were going to shoot on the... Uh, the Panasonic HVX 200, but it didn't show up until five days into the shoot, so we had to uh, go with our backup camera and shoot that way. And uh, Billy, huh? Shoot with that camera, and it never looks as good as that did. Well, you need Billy Garbarina doing your lighting, my friend. Well, that's I was like, Billy, man, hook us up. Yeah, well, then on top of that, we uh, uh, we had Craig Butler come in and do the color correction in post, and he did an amazing job on that. So... That's that's how we made it look nice, I guess. And did you edit with like Final Cut Pro or yeah you know, or Adobe Premiere? Uh, Final Cut. Uh, yeah, I always use Final Cut Pro. Okay, so you're a Mac user, pretty much. Yeah, I'm staring at two of them right now, sitting on my desk. Nice. So, uh, is that is that like is that a fun job for you at all? Like, do you actually enjoy editing, or do you? Yeah, the the editing is my favorite part because. That's you know where you kind of see it all come together, and it, it it can also be really depressing when you sort of feel like you screwed up and didn't get shots you needed and things you wish you had gotten. But uh, so it's pretty much like every other part of filmmaking. You kind of want to kill yourself, but at the same time, it's it's what I really enjoy because that's where it all starts to come together. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, so you edit all your own movies, right? Like Stick of Flash and Give Me a Skelter, you pretty much edit and by yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, and uh, you said you got the music from Don Adams, right? Uh-huh. So um, was he there for most, I mean, was he doing like most of the score or was it just? Uh, no, he, it uh, he, what we did is uh, I would, I sent him a, uh, when I when I had the final cut of the movie, I sent him a QuickTime file of the entire movie and he just placed songs uh, on that, and meanwhile, I was sending specific scenes, uh, QuickTime files through email to Gotis, who was scoring them, uh, and he's in Massachusetts, I guess. So Don was in LA putting the songs on it. Goat was in Massachusetts doing the score, and I was sitting here just dropping it all into the right spots. So. Well, that's really cool, though. Um, yeah, it worked out great. Yeah, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it just because of being a fan of, um, you know, Stick of Flesh. And I actually, you know, I actually watch Crips. Uh, oh, my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I think I think I rented it on Netflix because you had, uh, you know, had wrote it. So, I wrote, um, I wrote that script in five days. <laughs> Andy um, Graver called me up and said, I need a script in five days. And I said, okay. Had you done Horror Vision before then? Yeah. Okay, so you had, uh, and how many Which how many days did that take? The Horror Vision was, I actually had the luxury of two weeks to write, so. But, um, I, uh, didn't, I didn't get a chance to see that yet, but I saw Crips. Horror Vision is, I think Crips is, a, is probably a better movie. I mean, Horror Vision uh, had a lot of cool ideas in it, but it, I don't think it all came across. I mean, originally, J.R. was going to direct it, and... Uh, I think it would have been pretty crazy uh, if he had done it, but uh, it was, you know, it was such a rush kind of a project that 
I yeah, I'm good. trying to get Danny on my show at some point, but I just haven't gotten a chance to talk to him. And yeah, like yeah. Through email. He's, he, he's pretty busy, I guess, right? He's got his own movie coming out soon, like another one. Yeah, I think he's editing for other people, too. So he's, he's Yeah, I know he's editing. He was editing for David Dakota for a while, and then right. uh, yeah. kind of, I guess, left and did some other people. So. But, uh, yeah, Danny would be a good guest, I guess, because, you know, he was part of the uh, full moon. Um, He's part of the crappy old full moon, like I am. So. <laughs> um, before uh, Charles Band decided to get a whole new crew and write Ginger Dead Man. And yeah, evil. And make movies that are like 58 minutes long. Yeah, that that I noticed too. And uh, Ginger Dead Man wasn't a bad movie. I mean, I didn't think it was horrible. I mean... Are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was kind of fun. I mean, just seeing Gary Busey at all, like, in this, like, really silly, goofy movie. No. Uh, but... Uh, amazing to me is that they had Gary Busey in it. But... <laughs> well, he was only in it for, what, like, a minute? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they didn't even have him for a day. I think they had him for an hour. For real? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, I was going to say, that's what it felt like. Yeah, he was, he was only on screen for, like, uh, like I guess, a couple minutes, you know, and then I think they have his voice or whatever, but they have him saying, like, the cheesiest lines. They're trying. It seemed like it was trying to do, like, uh, Freddy Krueger-type stuff. As a cookie. <laughs> as, a, as a gingerbread man, yes. Yeah, yeah. I just don't get bands fetish with little things. I know, man. It's bizarre. And he doesn't stop. He keeps doing no. it. Like I think he, he thinks because of uh, Puppet Masters, you know, being such a big hit that, you know, now, oh, no, now everything has to be like that. You know? yeah. Well, you know, I mean, even his, like, Dracula movie, you know, with Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman, they were midgets. Yeah. Like creeps, yeah. Yeah. And so everything he's got... Not, you know, not that I don't love midgets, but, I mean, it was just... It's, it's so weird how he's obsessed with these little things. Why is this like Dracula done like uh, Terror of Tiny Town or something? Basically, yeah. It's like it's Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman are brought back to life, but for some reason they come back as midgets. <laughs> I don't think they even explain why. They just are. <laughs> and it's just yeah. the weirdest thing. It's like Monster Squad, except if Monster Squad was really, really awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was just so so bad. So I don't know. I, I think that uh, Charles Band. I don't know. I'm trying to get him on my show at some point, but he's uh, he's even more difficult than Danny. I think. <laughs> well, yeah, I would imagine he's probably afraid you'll have the law waiting for him. Oh, did I say that out loud? Never mind. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, let's. I guess let's get off the full moon because I don't know if. Uh, I want to burn any bridges here. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if there are any bridges left. But. <laughs> maybe, maybe there is still one little, like, you know, board of a bridge left. Yeah, so I, don't I would be happy to write a movie about a cookie that kills people. But unfortunately, he 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 decided to uh, hire new writers completely. Well, because you know he didn't want those crappy old guys anymore. So. <laughs> So I'm hoping he. Uh, I'm hoping he like was it. Uh, Evil Bong was, you know, was pretty pretty pathetic. So I'm hoping. Yeah, well, uh, he, <laughs> I'm hoping he's kind of kind of gone off and 
uh, figure something else, you know, trying to do something different. Uh, I think you should remake I Bury the Living as Dan's movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. That could be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, and he would he would be able to get the rights pretty easily. No. Yeah, and you get Richard Boone, no, get Richard Boone, get Gary Busey to play the Richard Boone role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Gary would do it, too. He's that crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, he'd, he'd be like, what, another full moon movie? Sure. Or he could get, you know who he could get? William Shatner. Oh, see, now I'd watch that. Yeah. See, there you go. He, he gets uh, William Shatner in that role. There you go. That would be a great movie. Yeah. And you should, you should uh, I don't know if you still talk to Charles at all, but you should uh, pitch that to him. No, I, no, I, don't, I don't really talk to him. <laughs> I don't think he even knew who I was to talk to him most of the time. I would hand him scripts, and he didn't know who I was. Oh, you were the Don Adams lookalike, yeah. Exactly, yeah. No, he probably he probably saw you and thought you were the script guy. You're the, the, the yeah. He was, it was funny. You could tell. I mean, he would walk past me in the hallway and he'd go, "Hey, Don, Don, not." And it was like, "Are you Don, not?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it was like, man. That's funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, try, you know, I I hope he keeps doing some interesting new stuff. So. Hopefully, hopefully he'll he'll get out of this uh, phase, I guess. But yep. and he needs to do something longer than sixty minutes. Like it just seems like he's just trying to crank them out there, you know. Yeah, he's been doing those little short features. So. Yeah, I mean they're long enough to be called features. So, yeah. uh, Chris, is that what you said? Like apparently, a feature is uh, fifty-five minutes or something. <laughs> was it not 55 or was it 60? Yeah, it was 60. 60? Okay, so anything less than 60 some is not a feature? Fest- some film festivals will be like, oh, if it's, you know, if it's over 45 minutes, then it's a feature. But whatever. But really, technically, it's 60 minutes at least? Yeah. Like the old uh, B-movies of the, like, black and white B-movies? Indeed. Yeah, Dracula, what, it was Dracula was like 60-something. Hello? Huh? What? <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure if everybody had, like, all of a sudden left or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's here now. Is everybody still here? Yeah, I'm still yeah, here. here. We're still just listening in, man. <laughs> Robert, are you still here? Yes, I'm here. Now nah, the aliens got him. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> pants back on him. Yeah, yeah. You should probably put your pants back on him. Wait, is Aaron still on the phone? Oh, you bet you better answer there. Then no. <laughs> so, every, so everybody's still here. Yeah. That's good. Uh, uh, just so everybody knows that uh, um, I'm not sure if this is, uh, I'm pretty sure this is being recorded, but uh, it stopped uh, being live, you know, like maybe about uh, 18 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, jeez. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, not right on my part. I, I felt like I died about that. <laughs> so, like, 18 minutes ago, like, yeah, that's when the, like, almost right when the phone had cut off and stuff like that. So, um, I'm pretty sure that people can still hear it if they have it open. But, um, you know, it, it kind of sucks that uh, Trent didn't call him, but I saw that he was online. So. Oh, okay. Well, he's probably busy with Shirley McLean. Oh yeah, that's right. He's doing his uh he's helping with his uh new movie, right? Uh, well, he yeah, he wrote uh 
poor things that Shirley McLean is in. Yeah, and he should be. Uh, uh, is is that being shot right now, or do you know? Uh, no, it's uh, it's in pre-production, I think. Oh. oh, they're still waiting for Lindsay Lohan to get straight, right? <laughs> uh, I think they gave up on that. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, That's a lot, God. I wonder if they're uh, actually still planning on having her being in the movie. What's that? I mean, I'm I'm wondering if they're still trying to have her be in the movie. I mean, like Lindsay Lohan. Did you know she was in that movie? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Brittany's always available. That's right. And she's apparently doing a sitcom with uh, Matthew Perry soon. Did you hear about that? No. <laughs> no. Britney Spears is doing a sitcom with uh, Matthew Perry. Poor Matthew Perry. How are the <laughs> mighty yeah. fallen? Is all that French money gone or what? Uh, I guess. He's just, uh, you know, because he was in what? He was in that new show, Studio 60, wasn't he? I don't know. He's, yeah, he, never was, he was on Studio 60. It, was actually, it actually wasn't a bad show. I mean, you know, Aaron Sorkin's best work was probably Sports Night, but it was still a good show. Yeah, um, Kind of hoping that something good comes of Matthew Perry's career again. You know, he goes back to his friends, you know, roots. I, you know what, man? I bury the living, the remake. That's what he needs to do. You know, Scott, you keep saying that you need a name for all of these. Go for Matthew Perry. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because once possible. you say yes to Britney Spears, you don't say no to much else. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the surprising part is I think they wanted to get her career back, you know, but um, you know, but then in the process they're going to kill Matthew Perry's career. What yeah. career after Friends? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he even had like a bit part on the uh, uh, show Joey. I don't know. Oh my god, well, that was that was quite a hit, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking go. about Britney Spears and Matthew Perry? How did we get here? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then we started with Lindsay Lohan, so and oh, and Trin yeah. Haga. There we go. So. All right. It's all. So so it all actually or, made sense, but now we're back to Trin Haga. Oh, that's what we. Okay, we'll we'll go back to Trin Haga, who yeah. I wish he was on here to talk, but uh, that Trin Haga is a strapping young lad. Did he? You said he strapped on a young lad. <laughs> no, I, I, I no. did not say that. Go on, go on. Uh, and he's quite the actor. What do you see him in Gimme Skelter? Uh, I'll definitely have to uh, see uh, see him in that. And he was, uh, you know, he was he was good in uh, a lot of other movies that he's been in. But yeah. he looked like he was having a lot of fun with your flick. Well, I hope so. You should, um, don't don't forget to send me your uh, your address, man. I'll send you a copy. Definitely, definitely, and I'd love to check it out. And because uh, I've seen like I've seen a lot of movies now with Trent, and I'm like, uh, I don't know if you guys heard of Uchijin from Outer Space. Uh, I have heard of it. Have you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he had made that maybe after no, like yeah, after Give Me Skelter, but not. I don't know how much after. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, he was in that movie. It was a shot in um, uh, Florida. He never he told a, me anything. He never tells you anything. <laughs> do you ever? Uh, I mean, do you talk to Trent a lot? Or oh, uh, yeah, a fair amount. 
Uh, did that start when you were doing Stink of Flesh? Is that how? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's cool. And uh, yeah, so he he went yeah he went down and uh, I'm friends with the guys who did uh, Uchijin from Outer Space and uh, they were uh, uh, they were talking about how great of an you know great of a actor he was how like how really cool and how how much he really helped out on the set. You know, he like he would do everything that he could to help out and make sure that the yeah. movie. He's he helped out on makeup effects on Gimme Skelter, and he would build uh, tents whenever we needed to, you know, to tent a doorway so that it looked dark outside. And uh, held the boom and punched Robert in the chest and all kinds of things. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So, um, <laughs> so what? How big of a part did he have? Was he one of the main? He's one of the killers, so he's in it quite a bit. Yeah, he played what Luther. Yeah, yeah. And um, how how big a part? I I saw um that a lot. You know that you've had like I wanted to. Did you talk to Curly at all? Yeah, Curly couldn't couldn't make it. He wasn't feeling good, so he called me up about ten minutes before the show was supposed to start and uh, said he was going to go to bed. So. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that that stinks, but uh, Curly <laughs> Curly was fantastic in uh, Stick of Flesh, so yeah, he's I'd really like good in Shelter too. Yeah, I want to see him as Swan. Yeah, uh, he's good. Yeah, so uh, and and he was uh, pretty funny, and uh, he was pretty funny in uh, Wedding Wedding Slashers. Yeah, yeah, he was great in that. He's got a really good scene with Elska McCain in uh, in Gimme Skelter. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I don't know anything about what happened, so. Yeah, yeah, you just have to watch it. It's just yeah. awesome. <laughs> I, I feel bad. I wish I could have. Uh, I wish I could, uh, uh, had talked to you about getting a copy earlier. That way, you know. We just have to have us all back later on. Oh, uh, have a, like a uh, have another one, especially like if it starts getting, like when when a big you know big thing comes up, like big development, yeah. like if it what? when a big thing <laughs> comes up, what? When a big development comes up. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, like distribution? Like getting distribution or something like that. No, no, no. The big thing is like Oscar nomination, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think, I think think that's going to happen. It's got to be there. It should happen yeah. soon, right? No, yeah. So um, I'm excited to see, uh, to hear what happens, basically. Yeah, I'll keep you posted, man. Cool. Um... But uh, yeah, well, uh, anybody else? Do you guys want to say anything else about what's going on? Like, any cool information about uh, what you guys' projects are coming up or anything? Like, any movies that you guys are about to do or anyone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ashley, do you do you have anything? Ashley, do you have anything like coming up that you want to talk about? Um, the only thing I really like that's going to be coming up is the Clown Camp Massacre, and um, pretty much, like, when you see that movie, it'll it'll speak for itself. It's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, it's about a bunch of um, clowns who, who go to camp to try to be funny, and, uh, you know, long story short, um, there was a clown from, like, 10 or 15 years before who apparently didn't pass Clown Camp, and uh, it's... Venge and all the new, the new, you know, people there at the camp. So, and there's a lot of uh, crazy, gross sex scenes and and just straight up odd ball. <laughs> it's just just a crazy movie. Um, it's a lot of fun though. 
And, uh, you know, you guys should definitely check it out when it comes out. If you go to MySpace, Clown Camp Massacre, there's a small trailer for it. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, I play a completely opposite character from what I did on uh, Gimme Skelter. I mean, I'm the girl who's crying in every scene, go, running upstairs when she should be going out the front door and falling down when you're like, what the hell did she just trip on? I mean, it's just a <laughs> completely different character, but it, it was uh, it was really fun. So you guys should check it out. Uh, that, that sounds like a funny movie. So, yeah, I think uh, it's good. And so there, um, it's uh, it's called like it's myspace.com slash clowncampmassacre or. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, the clown camp is uh, both started with a K instead of the the regular C for clown, so it's um, it, it's just crazy, <laughs> crazy movie. All right, uh, Robert, do you have anything that you want to plug? No, I'm useless. <laughs> you don't have any movies coming up or anything like that? that uh, he sure does. He's a liar. <laughs> I do what now? Liar. <laughs> Why am I a liar? Then you just finished up something, man. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, proud, man. <laughs> uh, Aaron Work and I just shot a, a short film directed uh, by our, uh, here locally here in town, directed by uh, Adam Brown. He was uh, one of the co-writers and co-stars of Necroville. It's uh, called, uh, what is it, The Hooker Situation? Is that what it's called now? Yeah, the Hooker, and now it's, we think it's called The Hooker Situation. The okay. Hooker Situation, yeah. We just shot that. It's a short film. should be about 12 minutes long. Um, it's really, really good. It's really funny. It's really off off color and just uh, yeah it's every just watch it when it comes out you'll like it there oh absolutely I think y'all enjoy very very enjoy it yeah it's fantastic there's dead hookers and there's uh, something called the uh, retrograde wheelbarrow so and Aaron works an alcoholic you know yeah and Aaron works in it and he's there prettying up the joint and he's like hey Robert I'm better than you at everything check me out I'm like thank you <laughs> said that, dude. We were both pretty up that whole place, man. That's why we were casting that. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, I think that's it. I'm just trying to write a screenplay to try and sell it because um, I'm tired of being poor. So, I don't know. You're in the wrong business, my friend. Yeah, I know. You keep telling me that. <laughs> and it hasn't synced in yet. <laughs> no. no. I still believe. I have hope. Scott hasn't uh, synced out of me yet. Um, so, so, Bob, do you have anything that you want to promote? Uh, no movies, uh, unless Scott's got something in the works that he hadn't told me about. But uh, uh, I just had a collection of short stories come out called Stories from Desert Bob's Reptile Ranch. And it's uh, 22 stories that uh, range from horror to science fiction to fantasy to uh, actually some humor in there. So I think that would be about the only thing I've got to mention there. Okay, cool. Um, uh, so uh, anybody can just pretty much check these out on, like I said, like on Amazon or what was the site that you had mentioned uh, before? www.cenotaphroad.com. That's C-E-N-O-T-A-P-H-R-O-A-D. All right, cool. Cool, uh, definitely. Uh, Chris, do you have anything? Well, you know. Other than well, you got way heat coming out, so or being shot. Yeah, we're shooting wet heat, uh, and then um, Tempe is putting out a a ten movie box set um, of all the LVP movies that he sells, um, and he bought 
film crew and Teenage Goes to Camp and Wet Heat. So the three new movies, Tempe, Bones, Now. Um, and they'll be out in January and March. Uh, then we're doing this flick called They're Here, um, which is a really... It's probably one of the weirdest friggin' movies that I've, I've ever done. That's saying a lot coming from me. And, uh, and it's, it's we're trying to get Savini to play the lead role. Oh, cool. So, he just wants to know how much. So, <laughs> um, we want to shoot that in Pittsburgh, and, uh, we want to shoot that in April. And it's called They're Here. But didn't he work for free on, um, the, on the set of, uh, Zombiegeddon? Well, so maybe uh, maybe Din Savini wasn't he in uh, was it uh, Zombiegeddon? So maybe he'll probably be in your movie. Well, it's a, I mean we've we've been talking about it, and I mean we think we, he's going to do it. Like Amy Lynn Best and Mike Watt are, are also in in this flick, and they're good friends with Mr. Savini, and uh, um, I think I think he's going to do it. But whatever, I, we got to hit. We gotta have the official word from him. So. And and when would that be shooting? Probably. In April. In. Oh wow. So you guys are gonna do a good amount. Would that be the next one after what heat or? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So you guys are gonna take a little break, eh? Well, yeah. In the winter, through the winter, we're gonna do a bunch of conventions like we usually do. But, um, I mean, you know, it's pretty good. We usually make six movies a year. This year we made three. So I don't know. I had a kid. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so, times have changed, but uh, chugging along, you know. And doing conventions and stuff, too? Yep. Uh, Scott, have you been doing any conventions or anything like that lately? Uh, I was at Bubonicon in Albuquerque with pretty much everybody I'm on the phone with except for Chris. Um, but uh, no, I've just been, I've been so wrapped up in... Give me shelter. I didn't have time to go to Comic Con or anything else like I usually do. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> if anybody wants to uh, know what's going on, they can check out my website, which is edpmovies.com. I know. Oh, I thought, wasn't it called edpfilms.com or something at one point? No, uh, it used to be. It used to be Exhilarated Despair Productions. Uh, ex- actually, exhiladeddespair.com, which will still get you there, but. It's too hard to spell, so now it's edpmovies.com. So, like, if anybody wants to buy any of your products or anything uh, like that? Yeah, we've got stuff for sale on there, but mostly it's a way for people to kind of, uh, you know, just get the latest news and know what's going on as far as, like, you know, screenings of Gimme Skelter and and whatnot. Oh, that's really cool. And I'm really excited to see, like, um, did you uh, do you have a lot of them on like um, VHS or just DVD? Like uh, all your movies. Well, I mean, uh, we've got DVDs of the Science Bastard movies and some other goofy stuff like that. Um, other than that, I sell the DVD of The Stink of Flash, and you can get my book Unsafe on Any Screen on there, and Bob's novelization of of uh, The Stink of Flesh, and you can get Billy's movie Collecting Rooftops on there. Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. Uh, did it get, did that get, like, its own distribution? Did he distribute the movie himself? Like He distributed uh, it himself. But it's uh, it's got a lot of 
you know, I mean, Mark Chavez, who's in Necroville, and Jimmy Skelter is in it, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty crazy little movie. So, if anybody likes Mr. Garbarina, they should check out Collecting Rooftops. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Chris, have you seen that movie? No, but I'm going to, because I know he's going to shove everything he's done down my throat this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You told me that he's going to show you Necroville, what you're interested in seeing. I am. I just think yeah, Dan's in Necroville, man. He's the uh, he is the uh, poor man's Jim Carrey. So. <laughs> oh. I think he's hysterical. So I can't. Yeah. Like so, I wrote some of the fuck most fucked up shit that I that I could think of to have Billy say. So I'm excited to uh, <laughs> to watch his magic. <laughs> he's gonna open that can of ham, man. That's great. It fits in perfect with what I do. So. Yep, yep. When I saw him in, uh, was it the Scream, Science Faster Scream, I was just, I was laughing my ass off because I, I, I could see him saying all these lines and like Chris wrote pretty much. Like I could see which ones Chris wrote and I was just like, well, oh man, this is going to be great. I had tears in my eyes when I was watching him. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. And like there's a line that he says that like, I wrote, and I wrote it, and I was just like, ah, this is funny and racist, but the way, <laughs> he, like, the way he said it, it was like, oh, my God, I was hurting. I was, my stomach was in pain. It was good. good. He's a funny guy. So. Yeah, I can't wait to, I'm supposed to have him on my show, I guess, like, and he wants to do it, like, in mid, mid-October when he's got things kind of straightened out, so... Yeah. Um, that would be pretty cool. I guess, uh, you know, Scott, if you want to come back on and talk with him. No. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I mean, we'll do that. that way you guys could just jab about certain things that are going on, and uh, maybe even Curly could come on or something. Yeah, I'll bug him about it. That way you'll have a chance to see Gimme Skelter by then, too. Oh, maybe, yeah. I'll, I'll shoot you um, an email uh, tonight Okay. So through MySpace and uh, send you my address. So that could okay. be pretty cool. Yeah, I'll get it in the mail to you probably tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, and then maybe you can bug uh, Trent too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Trent. Yeah, so we could have another like another Gimme Skelter show. That could be pretty cool. And we've be. got because uh, we can only have like five people on here at once for some uh-huh. silly reason. They used to be able to let a whole bunch of people on here, but uh, uh, now it's just it's just they just I guess they don't want so many people cluttering it up, but. <laughs> you know, talking all at once, you know? Right, right. But we've noticed that didn't really happen that much. Except for Robert. Yeah. Yeah, he won't shut up. I hate that guy. <laughs> I think everybody's asleep now. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish Mark Singer was here. Man, <laughs> you would grease him like an ape. <laughs> no, seriously. Or Mark Singer. I would love to talk to Mark Singer. Like, <laughs> I fucking love V. Like, is he still a, is the, is he still around? Like, is he still he, doing anything? He's got a website, man. You know, he's, he, he'll forever be Beastmaster. And Mark Do- and uh, Mike Donovan from V, which I <laughs> V is such a great show. <laughs> hey, he is kind of. He, does he have an official website? I mean, is yes, his website? His official website, yes. So if well, I, I got him, you, I, if I, I can get him on my he, show. I thought you said, does he have a sexual website? Yeah, like, he has man. a sexual website as well that I created. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, if man. I could get him on my show, would you, uh, would you go crazy, Chris? Hell yeah, man. 
I'd go buy two ferrets. <laughs> that is the most weirdest and everything. And they'd be like, ah, ah. I'd be calling the animals to to talk on the phone too. It'd be great. <laughs> you get Lauren to grease you. Um, she would. She'd be Koto and Poto would be right there next to my balls, and we'd be. <laughs> hey man, I can't wait. You got you got to get Mark Singer because uh, talk about V. Talk about the uh, the Beastmaster Two portal through time. Hell, I'll even talk about that. Like, I, you got to talk about Beastmaster Three, man. That with Tony Todd. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, you Van know that. Uh, Beastmaster Two was the only one I've ever seen like on the uh, like during like I don't know. Uh, I, I'd turn on the TV and it'd be on like TBS or something or TNT. And I would I would see the uh, I would see the movie and I'm like what the you know it was the first like Beastmaster I ever watched I was like what the hell is this why Shame. why is the Beastmaster in you know 19 uh, was it 19 early 1990s it was 91 yeah it's crazy I I love uh, you know I'd love to uh, interview Mark Singer but yeah we'll we'll have to see if he if he wants to come on the show I'm telling you hey. write him. Or he might be like, um, what is it, uh, Tony uh, what's, uh, what's Al? Uh, the guy who did that. You guys ever watched the movie or heard of the movie The Room? No. no. Uh, apparently it's one of those underground, like, cold hits that uh, everybody, like, talks about, like, independently that it was, like, one of the worst movies ever made, but the guy really, really thought he was making a good movie, and he put himself in it. You mean like Titanic? <laughs> Except, uh, was it, uh, was it, uh, James Cameron wasn't in it. I don't know. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was kind of like, it was kind of like Titanic, though. It was written, written that way. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, so you guys should uh, check that out. I haven't seen it myself, but, like, apparently it's $12 on Amazon.com. So, that's not bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're probably gonna um, end the show soon. But uh, anybody else have anything that they want to add? I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> nothing here. Ah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Chris? Do you have anything? Sirens of Cinema. Go get that magazine because it's sweet. Yes. It talks about the ladies of low budget pictures, and it's awesome. And they get they get their just desserts finally. It's six pages long. It's a great article. It's really good. Oh wow! So have you already read it? Like, did you get a chance to read that? Because they sent the, uh, uh, you know, advanced copies for the ladies. Uh, oh wow! It's a very good article. Very good article. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, I'm I'm impressed that you guys got it out there. So that's really good. Maybe more people will check it out. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I think we lost a caller. That's all right. Thank you. Okay. I think I'm gonna cash it in here too. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. Oh yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Bob. Night, Robert. Night, Ashley. Night, Scott. Night. Bye, bye. Did we lose Robert? I think we lost Robert. Uh oh. Because I heard a click, and then all of a sudden it said no caller. So. Uh oh. Well, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mosey on into the other room and squeeze cats and whatnot. So. <laughs> That's a long story. I'll tell you next time. All right, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
at all. Well, thanks okay. for having us on, man. Okay, thank you guys, and thank you guys all for coming on. And uh, Ashley, thank you for coming on. And uh, yep, uh, did you just say something? What? I said thank you. Okay, sorry, because I, 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 it sounded like it broke up, or maybe that could have been my phone. So, um, Scott, Scott, I'll talk to you soon, and we'll have a good laugh making fun of this joker. <laughs> you got it. All right. Have a good night. All right. Thanks, thank you, guys. All. Bye. 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 Talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later, Scott. Bye. Bye. All right. That was uh, Scott Phillips and the rest of the crew from uh, Gimme Skelter and Chris Seaver as a special guest. Um, it was a crazy show tonight. Uh, not really. Uh, didn't know really what to expect. Didn't even think I have that many people be on. So it's great to see this. Um, I'm gonna have another Gimme Skelter show with uh, different uh, cast members too. So thank you guys all for listening, and um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, go to myspace.com/slash/theindependentcorner, uh, my new uh, site, and check that out. As well as uh, check out um, you know EDP movies and. Um, everything else uh, down there. You can find more information about the movies and stuff um, pretty soon on my uh, MySpace. So thank you guys so much. Good night.